and welcome to the knock on KCLR and scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Johnny Tobin from Tuller Rugby Club and Tom Crotty from Carlow Rugby Club. We discussed lots, including Kilkenny's win over Carlow's J2s in an epic first game back, upcoming training matches between Kilkenny, Carlow, and Tullow, new players in and out of the clubs as well, Kilkenny College and the work being done there, COVID restrictions lifting, what does it mean for the clubs, artificial pitches, yay or nay. Sean O'Brien and Tom Daly will go ahead to head in a London Irish versus Connacht friendly Leinster have moved their early season games to Viva Stadium we get the lads thoughts on that and Carlo Rugby have a skydiving fundraiser at the weekend we're a block missing this week I don't know where he's gone he's not around James Blanchfield but we'll have him back on next week of course uh, Life does get in the way of the old podcast and that as well. Lads are busy, but we have Johnny Tobin here from Tullerobie Club with us. And of course, Tom Crowdy, the president of Carlo. Lads, how are you going? Not too bad, Stephen. Good, Stephen. Yeah. Thanks, yourself. Not too bad at all. Johnny, I noticed you have a Kilkenny uh, College uh, top on as well. That's keeping you busy at the moment? Yeah, first day back today. So it was pretty good. Now, um, down with the Junior Cup team for 06, because we have two Junior Cup teams this year. So... Um, it's busy. Over sixty kids training today on the first session, so it was very good. Now, to be fair, um, looking forward to what the season has ahead. Yeah, plenty of work going on down there, of course, all the time. Um, uh, Johnny as well. They're a very what would you call it, proud rugby school as well. Yeah, no, it's great, and it's actually it's good to see some local guys down there as well. There's lots of representation there from Carlo. Actually, in the junior cup team at the minute, there's good few lads from Carlo and Tullo. So yeah. it's good. Um, it's an enjoyable place to work. Um, very, very proud and very uh, very ambitious about what they want to do and where they want to go. So it's good. It's a good environment. That's it. And I've uh, pumped out a couple of professional players over the years there as well. Robin Copeland would be one that people would know. Um, played a bit with Munster, of course, and did the rounds as well. Leinster Academy, yeah. wasn't he, as well? And uh, Yeah, Leinster and yeah. Cardiff Blues, Munster. Uh, there's yeah. Shane Delahunt there as well. Of course, yeah. Um, he's been very good, actually. He was down with our junior cup team over the summer doing a few sessions with them. Uh, a few Foster Horn, a few others in the, in the seventh scene there. They pumped out a good few talent now in fairness to them, long before my time. There's been none in my time. <laughs> I'll give it yeah. time. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, you'll be flying in another couple of weeks. <laughs> it's a work in progress, Johnny. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the stuff. Um, so, lads, uh, Tom, I'm going to talk to you quickly. We have to look at what happened on the pitch with your first proper bit of a match for Carlo. Uh, the J2s, um, he's entertained Kilkenny last week. Uh, didn't go to plan. No, nope, I'm glad Blanche is not here tonight. <laughs> He'd let you know. This is going to make it an awful lot, an awful lot easier. Um, yeah, tough game. It was actually it was a really, really good game to watch. Um, like for first game of the season. Like any game that has uh, nine tries and it can't be too bad, you know. Um, it's We got a lot of young lads out. There was, uh, I think it was four lads made a kind of senior debut for, up from kind of under 18s. There was... Matt Kyo, Josh Cope and uh, young James Cowan, they all popped up from, from the under-18s last year. So they kind of got a, a bit of um, a bit of a <laughs> entrance into senior rugby. Um, first half was uh, was going pretty much 50-50. Um, we finished off 14 all at half-time. Then we came back out and had a really, really good cut first start of the game. And we went up. Uh, 28-14 and uh, <laughs> that's where things went a bit downhill after that I think, I look, I, I, to be honest look, I, I think it was 
a couple of changes off the bench and just adds a kind of concentration left and uh, you know the usual thing couple of silly little mistakes uh, you know suddenly we were they got another try back then another try and it came right down to the wire and they scored a try in the last minute uh to win by a point um 29 28 you know but look we were happy with the lads really really proud of the lads and um uh, to get out as many players at this time of the year was great um i know that corey afterwards speaking to them kind of said you know we got to bring it on from here. That you know, it was an amazing performance from both sides. Like Kenny were a little bit wiser, they're a bit cuter around around the edges, and our lads were. You know, they um, they went back to the power game, especially in the second half. They mauled over. Um, so you know, it's a, it was a bit more of a cuteness. And then the, the last scrum uh, where they scored, uh, they wheeled it round, and you know, lads should have really done something, either spin it around or bring it down or do something. But there was no. They just wheeled it enough for them. Just to, they literally walked over the line, so that's kind of put an end to the game. Yeah, for the entertainment one to kick this off anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely, the absolutely. Yeah. Can't can't fault it. You can't yeah. beat one A competition though, Tom. Really, like for us in one B, you know, they're just that little that little bit harder, that little bit more. I'd say I wouldn't say educated, maybe around the rooks and stuff. They're a little bit more intelligent and a little bit more wittier. Yeah, um, that with the cuteness, Johnny Basie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a solid result for you, though, like 28 yeah. 29 against the Kenny team. Yeah, I know you had a couple of guys back in. I see where Shirley was back in the, the mix there. Um, yeah, great to have Wes. He took it, look, he took yeah. a year over of working. Yeah, he took so a year he's out of back fresh. Stuff. He's back fresh. Yeah, you know, and, and it's good, and, and that'll be a good boost for your senior system as well, having yeah. a guy like Wes back in because I know you lost Mossy Whitney this year to traveling. So, yeah, Mossy's uh, off enjoying the sun and uh, over in Oman or somewhere. So. It'd be a big loss to you, though, Tom and Ferris. Huge loss. Huge loss. Yeah, on and, loss. And, on and off. Guy. On and off. The, well, you said it now. He really, he, he's a good guy and it's kind of even off the pitch the way he talks. It gets young fellas going and he, during the COVID period, he went out and he helped out with kids and the kids loved him. You know, you know they just he's a, he's in our own. He's very player, decent player and decent good guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's a good guy. Um, but it'd be a boost for you, though, to get that result against them. So I know we're due to play them next Thursday night um, yeah. in Tullow. I don't know what I'd say. It'd be a mixed bag of cats again, both sides. But um, I know we're due to play them, and we'd be quite happy with results like that playing them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was a beautiful day. It was uh, absolutely cracking that you couldn't, Chase. You couldn't ask for any better day to play rugby. The sun was splitting the stones, and it was actually decent enough crowd up. It was a pity. Yeah, it was always good crowd as well. In fairness, <laughs> no bar in fairness, and no bar. Terrible. Uh, brutal. <laughs> and a lovely day. Uh, a, lot um, of, a lot of very thirsty lads. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of thirsty lads coming off the pitch after as well. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the weather like is another thing as well. We've, we're lucky the last week or so the, with lots of high pressure and very warm as well. But the boys would probably nearly prefer a bit cooler, I suppose. They're used to the winter and, and I suppose to keep the temperature down. But... Yeah, it's um, it was a nice one out there as well. And just talking about that and the bar and everything, they're lifting restrictions now, and there's lots of different bits and pieces announced yesterday. How does it affect your clubs, lads, in terms of, I suppose, the bar anyway? Will that will they open again? Can you get people inside function rooms and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'd imagine so. It's um, it'd be a great thing for the social aspect of the rugby, I suppose, and a lot of people would only come out to watch. I know on the Black Gates, especially, only come out to watch the game so they can have a few pints in after on a Sunday, chat a few of their friends. It's a great hobby for the older books, I suppose. But um, it'll be good. It'll be good for revenue as well, drive up a few pounds into the club. Like, they're, they're not cheap to run. So, 
any extra um, profit is always welcome. You know. Absolutely, we'd be, we be the same now. It's just, uh, ah, look, you miss it. Jeez, you really do miss it. And it's not even, John, it's not even, it's not even the point. It's to go in and get inside and meet people after, yeah. or even for coffee, a coffee, a mineral. It doesn't matter. It's just the, the crack. So yeah. I, I, I see, like, you're probably going to, you might be able to open back up as far as inside, but you still have to have the COVID for the moment, the, the COVID starts for the moment. But hopefully okay. by the 20, I think it's the 22nd of October. October. Yeah. The night, yes. nightclubs and everything so if that really brings it back to you know that that should give us a good couple of months please god you know that that we can have a full a full lash at it but it opens up to clubs as well for fundraisers Tom, i don't know do you still run your discos or will you still run your discos but i know in kilkenny like their discos are a massive massive detail like um they have a massive fundraiser off their discos they really do and it's it's phenomenal the work that goes on there i think noel devlin kind of leads the show down there on the discos but like um Tolo haven't done one in a while. Do you, you still do them? You do. Yeah, we still we were doing the the teenage discos. Um, mm. We're getting up to three hundred kids at it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and you can't like you never because if you, like, you never get an adult disco. So I mean, those days are gone. No, but, no, no. Like, it, it was great. It was uh, look, it's, it's good promotion for the club as well because uh, we're is, coming yeah. from all coming from all around and but like we'd love to see that back because. Look, at the end of the day, there's more than just us adults going for a few pints. There's kids out there have want to have a social life and meet people, and they want to grow up too and have experiences the same as we all did. And yeah, they've sure. been taken away. Three hundred kids every once a month into the club wouldn't be yeah would go a long way to help and run it. Like you know, in absolutely. Fairness. Yeah, and it builds yeah, a lot of course. friendships too between coaches and that to get to get to mingle and get to see the kids off yeah. that, off guard rather than that training and that matches. So they get to see them on yeah. a personal note. Like yeah, hundred percent yeah, good, you know. And then all the other bits and pieces, any other different events or dinners, and even entertaining uh, clubs and everything as well, like after matches and all that, just to do all mm-hmm. that stuff again, just it makes makes all the difference. Yeah, well, yeah for sure. The dressing, the dressing room has not been able. Like I, I actually didn't. I asked today. I couldn't see where. I couldn't see. I know someday a few stuff was sent out, but I didn't see about dressing rooms. Like that's a pain in the backside another couple like another couple of weeks is going to be pissing rain down on this so like yeah. you know it'll be yeah. it'll be you have to have change rooms back and showers and as you say go back for an old sandwich in the bar or whatever yeah because yeah. the, the the gas thing about the change rooms what i find funny now i'm not up to speed on all the regulations and everything and all that i just do whatever i have to do but if you're going out training contact game and you're batting off lads there for 90 minutes i don't know why you couldn't sit in a room get a shower get changed get out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're practically it's snotting on their backs like, anyway uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's well above my pay grade to question uh, the lads at the top table but that's just a good point take Johnny like, yeah you, you know. get into a scrum with a lad and you're practically snotting on the side of his face and uh, yeah, well, can't have a shower like, like, even rope yeah. anything like even touching the same ball as him geez for a long time there we'd sanitize balls and hands and everything before training and after training and stuff like that like you know I don't know I just think the whole dressing room thing I just don't get it. Open the windows, yeah. like leave yeah. the door open. There's a good headline in there somewhere, Johnny. Is it a time to end sanitizing our balls? Whatever whatever You know, the lads are fed up with sanitizing them. It's time to open the clubs up. Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's it's interesting as well. Um, because fundraisers, lads are Jesus, the, 
the cornerstone, they're hugely important for it as well. And I don't know if you rent out your function rooms, you know, to outside interest or anything like that as well. But sure, all those options are not there at the moment either. So um, it's good to have that. Uh, has anyone checked the fixtures? Is anyone playing on October the 22nd? And uh, could you have a COVID over party or something? <laughs> if we're not, we'll arrange a game between Tullo and Carlo and we'll do yeah. something. Have an adult disco there as well. A game of ping pong inside in the clubhouse just to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know actually that now, Stephen. That's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, and it'd be a great thing for a club if they were playing that weekend or after that weekend close to it. You know, you get a lot of people out and a lot of people interested in it. So. Oh, 100%. If the weather was good, you could, um, you could run a barbecue or something as well and make, make hay when the sun shines. Absolutely. It's the 22nd of October, lads. So yes. Yeah. 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 So so sorry. Yeah. So it's a Friday. Now, yes, that'd be ideal for a Sunday after. Yeah. Tullo versus Carlo under lights seven o'clock disco straight after beer half price. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there'll be no beer half price back. in Tullo Ruby, so I can guarantee that. <laughs> definitely, definitely not in Carlo. Sorry, Tom Cry. Spring, spring that now being president, you see. No, I, I think Adele Gibbons would have something to say about that. <laughs> Bottles of beer with a label you can't read at half price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fell off a lorry somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I want the boys has a crave it out in the... Yes, you only have to open up your bar. The last thing you want to do is give beer away at half price. Uh, 100%, Johnny. I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> Keller a bottle. You want to be charging Dublin prices. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lads. Um, so, Jesus, yeah. So, yeah, we're creeping back towards the season, getting underway properly. Who's up next for ye, uh, Tom? Um... We have we're actually Kilkenny this weekend. It's just a, uh, we're, we're playing them on Friday night, just sort of training game. Cool. Uh, Steve Ashmore, because uh, we're not out for a couple of weeks then. We're still out waiting for the first round of the Leinster League. Yeah, uh, obviously because the South East has gone, like we were talking about yeah. last week. So it just leaves that big gap, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Well, it just it wouldn't happen only for the game on Sunday. Steve Ashmore come up after us and he said we just have a, a training game on uh on Friday night, um, just to just to make it a bit more interesting. I think that's something similar to what we'll be doing with them. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. it's great. It's it's so good that you can have that link with the three clubs uh, because, like we were saying last week, that like Southeast gone now. Like there was no real logical thinking to it if teams went out in the first round of the Colm O'Shea Cup, which was what week was that? It was last week, so the twenty fourth or twenty fifth of August, that they wouldn't have a game then until the nineteenth of September. Like it was wasn't very logical. Like to be fair, no. You know? um, no. Oh, you're, you're trying to get lads back and interested, and then you're putting them off for a month. Yeah, yeah. maybe the Colin Moshe should have been over two rounds or something, or points, or do round robin or something. Anyway, maybe the Southeast should have been given a little bit more interest. That's true. It's the other side <laughs> of it as well. It actually, well, I know it just make well, it just makes sense when you have the Southeast because you're trying to uh, like we're still trying to reduce travel and and contacts or whatever. But like Southeast, mm. the teams are just around us, like yeah, like. like if you look at that in the middle of the restriction, G were due to play Ashbourne and we, we played Seapoint. Like, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reduction of travel there. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Fair spin. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> um, and Johnny, uh, you're going to give your um, Astro pitch or your 4G pitch a proper run out as well now over the next um, couple of weeks and months, of course, with the season starting. Um, how are the boys finding that? Um, just the difference? Yes. 
I know there does be chat, and you often hear the professionals saying, you know, it's it's grand when it's a bit wet, but when it's a bit dry, you know. Yeah, sure, it's like everything. Sure, isn't isn't grass awful to play on rugby when it's hard? Like, yeah, hundred percent. it's dry, like playing rugby on a, on a hard pitch is awful too. But look, there's going to be lots of lots of runouts on it. The youths are starting back this weekend. Is it this weekend or next? This yeah, weekend, this, no, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. like so, yeah. we've we've lots of youth teams out with the minute. I'm not. Um, not quite sure many games yet because there's not really confirmed. They're generally confirmed on a Thursday, uh, times and dates and stuff. What, what we're going to be doing for the for the youths, but I've been speaking to Robin Johnson and there's there's youths out left, right, and centre. We've under 14, 16 girls out on a Monday night. We've seniors then 16s and 18 boys on a Tuesday night. Uh, 14s and 15 boys then to get out as well on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So it's getting lots of training and we've opened the grass pitches there now as well last night. So um. They're due to be done. They're due to be marked. When am I? To, I'm to mark them next Friday because there's no games on them for a week. So we have to try and get water on them and soften them up. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's going to be lots of foot feet on, on ground, and our minis are back next Sunday as well. So there'll be massive numbers there next Sunday. You're probably back Saturday, Tommy. Is? Uh, we're back minis. minis. Yeah, next next Saturday. Yeah. Next so Saturday. Like, lots lots of feet on ground. Lots of feet. I wouldn't say grass, but. Um, the older boys are finding it a little bit weird. Uh, younger lads are loving it. So obviously, every young lad in the world wants to play on it on an artificial pitch. Like, um, but yeah, look at it is what it is now. It's there. They may just get used to it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it. It, it is the younger lads that I really do like. Like my, my own sons, because I used to, I kind of was going like Jesus. Like it is fierce hard getting you know constant training, constant banging on it because it's like underneath it is concrete. Like it's, it's hard. Yeah, but well, our one isn't too bad because our one is. Um, it's designed like the new one in in Donnybrook, so it has a breeding space on it. Like it's yeah, no, it's, it's lovely. Huh? It's lovely. I was out on it. We yeah. were over with the girls at, on Monday. Well, I've been on a few times uh, with the girls, and uh, no, there's a bit so of a bounce to, it, though, to be fair. It is like a carpet. Yeah, there's a bit of a bounce to it now to be fair, and the lads have done it and they're doing a great job on it. To be fair to them, um, so there's a bit of breeding space in it between the rock solid concrete and the ground underneath it, so yeah. it gives it more of a natural feel. Um, it's not as it's not as hard as what Donnybrook was eight years ago. It was like landing on a rock. Oh, um, even even if it was a hailstorm or a storm, it's still like landing on a rock. Yeah. Um, so it's good. No, no. Yeah. No, the the Donnybrook pitch is savage, so it is. They've done great great yeah. work with it up there. Um, does it give you any bit of an advantage, Johnny, uh, for matches for teams that are used to the bit of, I don't know, they're used to their own pitches and had to come up to this and it's a bit Jamie Mac, this is a bit strange for scrums or anything like that. Yeah, look at you'd be you'd be naive to say it wouldn't. Obviously it would, especially if you're training on a two nights a week when other teams don't have the the luxury of that. Like I just use one one example there and Johnny Butler will kill me for this. But we played Mullingar a couple of years ago on a youths team and we brought they brought us up from Tullow to play on an Astro pitch and that was geez, that was two thousand thirteen. Mm. They put sixty three points on us. <laughs> um, we brought them down to Tullow in a hailstorm of rain and slop and muck. Put them on our seconds pitch, where everyone knows our seconds pitch <laughs> wouldn't be the best joke in the rain. And we beat them 6 5. So obviously, it gives you an advantage, um, definitely. But there's a psychological thing to it, too. Like, you know, it's just you're comfortable at it, you're training, and it's like everything you do in every walk of life. If you're training at it two days, three days a week, on the weekend, it's going to be, it's going to be easy. It's just repetition. But uh, for scrums, probably yeah, a little bit more of an advantage. It's just, it's like that. It's just, it's just all repetition, you know. So hopefully, it gives us a, a lot of advantages this year. 
We'll see how she goes. Tom, you've got the place looking fantastic up there as well. Um, obviously, the pitches are always in good old Nick up in uh, in Carlo as well. Yeah, well, they had a good. They're, they're actually unbelievable at the moment um, because mm-hmm. they had been like the top pitch was really struggling from just train after train after train. So like the the break has actually done the place wonders. Um, so it's the the main pitch is, is really really good at the moment. Really really good. Uh, we got um young when Broderick's in to give it just to continually cut it over the summer and it's made a huge difference and I said thanks to Derek Hope and those lads that came in with their tractors and mowed it earlier on the season and threw fertilizer and everything on it so I mean a lot of work went into it and it's, it's looking better than it has in in years yeah no yeah, I was definitely thinking, has yeah yeah, yeah, I was thinking that during the lockdown and everything I said jeez the GA pitches and rugby pitches and soccer pitches with the with the break they're after being given, this is going to come back savage, and a lot of them did. Um, obviously when they're maintained as well, but no, that that's uh, good to know as well. Um, lads, yeah, so it's sort of quite time of the season, so uh, we're trying to find bits and pieces to talk about. But just in terms of uh, provinces um, and everything else that's going on besides Sean O'Brien uh, is. Heading for Connacht, there's friendlies going to take place now between a lot of the English sides and, of course, the Irish provinces as well. Um, Johnny's heading over west with London Irish um, to play Connacht. Um, so back in Irish soil, Johnny, for the first time in a good while. Yeah, first time, I think, so when did he leave? He left 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah um, give or take. Yeah, yeah so it, it'll be good for him. Um, he's looking forward to it. I was speaking to him the other day. He's actually looking forward to it a lot now to get home and play on Irish soil again. Um, it's good as as regards to what we talk about because Tom Daly is going to be involved too. Um, so two lads from, well, Tom would say Thomas is from Carly, but Carlo, but I'd say Thomas Daly is actually from Isabella. Oh, he's closer to Tullo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he drives by Tullo to go to Carlo Rugby Club, but anyway. Um, oh, what's that saying? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at least there's nobody no from. From Kilkenny involved, and we don't have to listen to Blanche about it. So, that's it. Exactly, Carlow County exactly. is represented well. Yes, in yes, game. yes. <laughs> he's, he's you hear this much, and come man. back next week, now, lads. Oh, with he'll, he'll, be, he'll be on to me, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, look, it'll be good. I'm hoping to get over. I think the, um, now that the restrictions have been altered or, or lifted a little bit, tickets can go on sale, I think, today or tomorrow. So, um, no freebies, Sean. Um, if, if you're watching, I, I could do with a freebie or two. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> looking forward to it now. Yeah, no, and we were just talking about it off air before we came on about uh, Leinster have decided to put their first couple of games in the United Rugby Cup or Championship. I keep forgetting the name of it, lads, but uh, I'll get used to it eventually. Took me a while to get away from the Magners League and the Celtic League and everything as well onto the Pro 14. Just call it the Magners League. Yeah, I know, the Celtic Cup. uh, yeah, so they're going to put the first couple of matches in that into the Viva Stadium to get around the 75% rule. The Viva Stadium's lovely. It's great. It's great for the internationals and everything. But you cannot, as we said, beat the RDS for, uh, I was going to say, Magner's games. <laughs> um, for league games um, and a Heineken Cup, there's nothing like it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Like the, We're just speaking about off-air. Um, the RDS is the place to go. It's, it's where the crack is, you know. It's where... The ordinary Joe Soap fella walks in, watches a rugby game, enjoys himself, brings the family, brings his friends, kids, wife, whatever it is, and just really, really good atmosphere in the RDS. It's a real homely feeling, even though you're there with what, what's in it, 18,000? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a great feeling. Every game you're at there is a really good atmosphere. Whether we're getting trounced on or whether we're annihilating teams, it's just 
really, really good. Um, from that's just me now personally. For me, the Aviva is um, more of an international suit day out. Uh, it's not a, it's not a good old Friday night crack, you know. Where you drive up early, get in, get some burger on the street, chat to a few lads from local clubs that you be seeing, uh, and just yeah. have the crack in the RES. It's just yeah, it is, it, is that, it is that bit bigger. It's the same. It's the thing is when you get the smaller grounds. If you go to the sports ground or home and or um any of the kind of smaller grounds was that bit more intimate there's a bit more crack even with the you know even with the opposing fans and just when it goes into the viva it's just so big did you lose that kind of bit of crack that you do have and it is even it is even like you know meeting the opposing fans and the singing and you know a bit of banter that you're going to have it's just you lose that kind of when it gets so big you know yeah for sure yeah. Anyway, oh, but uh, you can see what they have like i mean Leinster have to make money too so like they have to get more people they have yeah. to get yeah, bums on seats Absolutely. to make money, so we can understand. Yeah, that. we we we're, we're not we're not idiots either. We know it's it's a revenue thing. Like it's they've got players to pay, they've got bills to pay. So yeah, coaches etc. Absolutely. So the RDS unfortunately does not have the capacity to pay that. Yeah, so. and it's yeah even even though it can hold eighteen and a half thousand, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's for people that are listening that have never been, I suppose, to a Leinster just typical league match as well. It's a it's a great evening out, great day out, whichever whenever the matches are on. If you've got kids, there's plenty of kids stuff to do up there as well. There's, I you'd lose count of the amount of um, food vans that are around the place as well. Drink if you want it, and uh, everything else in between as well. And you can walk the whole way around the outside of the pitch, but still be within the grounds as well. For people that have never been there, it's uh, it's pretty unique and it's pretty cool as well. Um, it's just that little so, bit like less. Said, yeah, no, yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, it's like what Tom said there about the intimacy part of it. I just think talking out my head there. Now, I remember Brian O'Driscoll's last game in the Aviva, and I also remember Brian O'Driscoll's last game in the RDS. The one in the RDS gave you goosebumps. The one in the Aviva was a staged event. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's just my take on it. Like the one in the RDS was just lads roaring on the top of their head, screaming for one more year, one more game. You know, in the yeah, Aviva was, was just a big banner of them going yeah. around and they've almost happened. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I was yeah. there that night. He was tying his uh, bootlaces and that, and uh, everyone started chanting. And he looked up. I remember <laughs> it was just a genuine smile on his face. He genuinely yeah. felt that. Like you know, so that's for me where, where the RDS just pips the Aviva, you know. Now look at like we said, it's revenue. We understand it. We're not we're not stupid, like yeah. But um it'd be a pity that they didn't give one or two games to the RDS after its service yeah. over the years of Leinster games uh, for them. So tell you I'm looking forward right. to getting back up there, lads, same as yourselves. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully for sure. Looking forward to watch a rugby game, you know, yeah. just going to watch a game like absolutely. Yeah. Lads, uh, we're we're run out of time. Um, we, we, I suppose it's a quite time of the season as well, but uh, we'll keep the show on the road. We might have Mr. Blanchfield back with his uh, returns. He'll have a listen, I presume, and uh, take a few notes and come back next week and uh, he'll remind Tom Crotty of that match. Oh, um, I'm sure, I'm sure and surely will. And he'll have Sunday then, I'm back at that as well. Or Friday night, <laughs> so I'm sure we'll get it. Actually, Stephen, there's just one thing I'd like to could I just give yeah. a little plug to. Um, on Saturday, there's um, 16 mad lunatics from Carlo jumping out of a plane in Kilkenny um, for the Martin Dunphy Trust. So Martin was, as everyone knows, like was a coach and friend and everything. The club just had an accident, so... Uh, they're doing it a fundraiser, so they'll have a GoFundMe page on, on Facebook at the moment. Actually, it's really good banter at the moment. They have uh, an indi- little individual clips or profiles of the lads with 
pictures of them and a little bit of a spiel about each of them that are jumping. So uh, we're going down there on Saturday morning to watch them uh, jump out of this plane. So everybody, yeah, so we wish them all uh, the best of luck. <laughs> are you not one of the mad lunatics jumping out? No, uh, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, it's uh, a great thing, Tom. though. And fair play, it's a great thing that you're Best doing. And um, I remember when when the accident happened first, and the house was being done. So you were there yourself, Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of good work went into the house there. In fairness, so yeah. Um, and people are look, look like, people are fantastic. And it's amazing. I'm just looking at the 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 page for the jump to go for me, and the amount of kids, young fellas, that are giving five, ten euro. You know, just it's it, it's like we had the big fundraiser to get them home. That's just just to give a little bit extra for care. And uh, but just to see the amount of young people that have given money, it's fantastic. Look, we, we have a great donation. We give yeah. an awful lot. We have to say that yeah, Irish people absolutely. are very generous. Yeah. yeah, and it is a credit to the man as well, um, to himself. Like you know that people are getting involved in it and doing that because he was a good, he's a good man to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. hopefully it goes well and best luck, Tom. Yeah, thanks very much. That's best of luck, Tom. Have a good one. And um, that's it, lads. Uh, thanks a million for joining us, and we'll talk to you all again next week. That's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast here on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit the site for more on rugby. And of course, if you're into GAA, we've got the Clash Act, all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon.